Welcome to the Doc G Show, a radio show cluster. F- Without further ado, critics have said he has the face for radio and a voice for silent films. Your host, Ben Doc G Gordon. And we are on the air. Welcome to the Doc G Show. I'm your host, Doc G. With me, as always, the one, the only, Mikey Maximus, the Furnicus, Charette. We're here. We're doing it. Zoom. Yes. Yes. Video. (laughs) Video. We can see each other, folks. Yeah. All the way across the country. It's, Mm -hmm. It's magic. It's magic. Say what? Oh my God, Mike. How's how's the week? It's been good, Doc G. I have a burning question for you. Yeah. And I think that you're the most qualified guy to answer. And I could Probably have Googled not. this, but I decided to wait. So this weekend, I played a lot of video games. Mm. More than usual, maybe. And I was wondering, does it make any difference to play video games sitting on a medicine ball versus sitting on the couch? Mm. It's a good question. <laughs> it's a good question. Very valid, uh, valid question for somebody that's into the video games. Um, <laughs> I would say yes, a okay. little bit, a, li- a little bit. You have to stabilize your core on on the on the ball. Now mm-hmm. you're you're talking about like a, a stability ball, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. A stability mm-hmm. ball. Not one yeah. of the tiny ones with the, the weighted medicine balls. I guess that is also a thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I I, I I thought it'd be a little weird if you were just sitting on like a twelve pound <laughs> ball. Like, ah, oh, this is tough. <laughs> Uh, now, <laughs> stability is, yeah, I mean, you're going to get a little core work there. It's definitely going to be better than just like, you know, completely laying down. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, I mean, you know, I don't, I, I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that would just sort of validate like eating five pizzas for Sweet. Uh, setting on a stability ball. And they'd be like, yeah, oh, there you go. <laughs> I, was, I was playing video games for an hour with a stability ball, so. Obviously, I need to have these five pizzas. That's the only response. Uh, I mean, Mike, there, along with those serious questions you have, you got some pretty serious stuff going on in the world today. What's happening? Well, I mean, everything going on in Ukraine, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Serious stuff. So true. Serious mm-hmm. stuff. I want, I want, the, want the listeners to know, does it worry me? Yes. That's a fact. Do mm-hmm. I think it requires immediate response from the countries of the world? Yes. That's a fact. Does my heart go out to every Ukrainian? Yes. That's a fact. Mm-hmm. Do I think the democracies of the world need to stand up against out-of-control autocracies? And the answer is yes, Mike. That's a fact. Mm-hmm. But yeah. do I think the listeners of the Doc G Show want to hear me and you talk about geopolitics? <laughs> no. The answer is no. <laughs> so true. That's... Well, there would be only one of us talking about geopolitics. <laughs> I know nothing about most of them. Okay. Well, and there's the other reason why we're not doing it, Mike. Uh, <laughs> honestly, I'm not sure why people listen to this show, but I'm oh. like 99% sure they don't want to hear our opinions on geopolitics. <laughs> Probably not. Pretty Probably not. sure. Nope. Uh, so, you know... I've got a topic that we do need to discuss, 
that is for this show. Hmm. Yes. E- I, I, some would say it's equally as serious. Word. Mm-hmm. I think most would say it's not. Um, probably a couple of steps down on the seriousness <laughs> ladder. Uh, the American youth have something they need to consider, Mike. Hmm. What should they consider? They need to consider where they're going for spring break. Oh, yeah. It's a big decision, Mike. It is spring break time. Mm-hmm. Spring yeah. break. Now, luckily, Very Mike, important. I've got the deets for it. That's right. I've got I've got a couple of sources, <laughs> and the most important source that I resourced here was uh, the people at UpgradedPoints.com. Hmm. Wait, what? Yeah. Upgraded points. Which, let's, let's be honest, sounds like a plastic surgeon's office from the 1970s, right? Yeah. It Upgraded does. points. Yeah. Huh? It's nice. <laughs> Ew. I think, I think that's a, a air, airplane reference, right? Like points, like f- flying yeah, points, yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. I think Miles, that's. Miles, yeah. I didn't actually look into like what they actually do, I just looked at their uh, survey. So the folks over at Upgraded Points, they searched and toiled over the Google Trends and search data of the last 12 months to give us the most searched spring break destinations in every U.S. state. <laughs> every okay. U.S. state. Now, overall, when we look at the destination, there there's some very interesting data here, Mike. First of all, hmm. there was only one location that was searched by uh, multiple states that's actually in the United States. Hmm. Only one place in the U.S. that multiple states wanted to go to. Can you think hmm. of that location, Mike? Um, Miami? It's a go-to, right? It's a classic. Yeah. But no. No. In fact... But not Daytona. Not, not Daytona. Daytona. In fact, there's only one Florida place on the whole list. Girl, come on! Ah, yeah. And we voted for ourselves. We searched for our own place in Florida. Florida was the state that searched the most for a Florida place. We had Panama Mm. City. We were like, you know what? We know where it is. Panama. Yeah. It's it's panhandle skankiness at its best. Uh, Yes. Now, the location, though, that multiple states uh, search for in the United States... The Outer Banks. What? Yeah. The Outer Banks. Yeah, North Carolina. Yeah. Ah, okay. Yeah, yeah the OBX, as some folks like to call it. Hmm. OBX. And the states that looked for the OBX were North Carolina. They searched for themselves. Wham. Virginia mm-hmm. and West Virginia. All searched. The Outer Banks was their most searched spring break destination. Nice. What's going on there? I don't know. Hmm. Nothing. It's cold, man. It's March. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's a good place to surf if you're a surfer. But I can't imagine some folks in West Virginia, you know, middle of nowhere, in the middle of their holler, sitting there like, we need to go somewhere tropical, exotic (laughs) for spring break. I've got it. The Outer Banks. Yes. Can you get more tropical than North Carolina? No. Nope. The answer is no. I, that's, mm, yeah, I, I, if I'm going on spring break, Mike, that's not where I'm going. I'm not going no. OBX. But 
Three states nah. were. Three states. Now, there were uh, seven total states that searched for themselves. Seven. Now, I gave you, I gave you obviously, two of them, North Carolina yeah. and Florida. Can you guess any of the others that voted for themselves, that searched mm. for themselves? I don't know. California, Texas. Um, Texas is correct. Yeah. The state you're repping right now, Nevada, too. Oh, yeah. Okay. They searched for Las Vegas, which I was like, eh. Like, I, you know, it's a fun place, but spring break? Nope. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know of uh, a spring breaky spot. Lake Las Vegas, maybe. I don't know. Now, I think the biggest curveball of voting for themselves, though, was Utah. Word. Hmm. Utah. They searched the most for Zion Na National Park. Yeah, that's a cool spot. It's a cool spot, but spring that's break? spring break. No. no. I don't mm -mm. see it. I don't get it. I just looked up the weather before we started uh, the show. It's snowing and a low of 18 degrees. Ew. Zion. <laughs> no bueno. That's, not good. That's not spring break to me. I don't know. I don't know. No. But mm -mm. I will say, I was very surprised by this, Mike. 40 international spots. 40 states that went for international spots for spring break, which I... Hmm. Jeez. I didn't know we were losing so much ground on... Potential sites. <laughs> like I thought we were we were bigger than that, you know? Like yeah. but, so I'm gonna go over the top six. We're gonna count them down to number one here. Number six, okay. Cabo San Lucas. Yeah, regular spy, yep. It it didn't have many though. It only had two states that went for it. California and Hawaii. Those are the two mm. uh states. And I thought I was like, Hawaii? Like you know, I mean, I'm not a fan of cold, but you're already in Hawaii. Like, yeah. Are, aren't you getting tired of palm trees and ocean already? <laughs> like, like I'm like, I just see these people sitting around like, man, God, spring break, which I'm tired of this where we're at. I wish I had some palm <laughs> trees and ocean. You know what? Cabo San Lucas. Yes. What a change. Like, seems, I don't it's know. It's like the exact same yeah, place right. In the equator. Pretty, pretty, like, pretty much. You're the same ocean. <laughs> you're the same, same temperate. Uh, yeah, it just I I don't get it. I don't get it. Um, number five, Montego Bay, Jamaica. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's in a song. That's not bad. It's it's in it's in uh, uh Beach Boys. Yeah. Take yeah. it. Take. Ta I, uh, ooh, I want to go. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Uh, D.C. voted for it, so the folks in uh, D.C. wanted to get away to Montego Bay. Uh, Maryland, so sort of mm. makes sense with D.C. Yeah. And then Mississippi. Word. Which, who are we kidding? We know that's a pipe dream, Mike. Come on. Yeah, so true. <laughs> Come on, guys. It's going to be another spring break in the kiddie pool in the backyard with a Kool-Aid pickle. Exactly. We exactly. all know... You're not exactly. making it to Montego Bay. It's not. Keep dreaming. Not happening. Oh, they can search for it. That's the that's the beauty of Google, I guess. Yes, yeah, they can. Number four, Saint Thomas, Virgin Islands. Ooh. Yeah, that's a nice one. That's a nice one. Yeah. 
Delaware, Maine, Minnesota, Tennessee, Vermont. Those were the states going for it. Got some co- cold locales. I can yeah, see Minnesota sure. and Maine being like, oh, oh, St. Thomas. <laughs> that is so nice. That is yeah. much better. Now, number three, also very tropical, Punta Cana, Dominican Republic. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Five states. Five states for uh, Punta Cana. Uh, I, you know, they seem to all be in the same area, too. Maine, Rhode Island, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, New Hampshire. Mm. So, got sort of that mid-northeastern Atlantic yeah. going. Um, apparently, they all got together and they were like, Punta Cana. That's what yeah. we're doing. This what, is our tropical place. Eh, I mean, you know, no offense to the Dominican Republic, but they don't listen to the show too often, so I'm not worried about offending them. <laughs> uh, yeah. Ah, I, I, I definitely St. Thomas. I'm choosing over Punta Cana. That's for sure. So true. That's that's yeah. for sure. And Montego Bay and Cabo San Lucas. Wait, no what? offense, Dominican Republic, but you don't you don't touch those three places. Mm-mm. Yeah, not not my book. Bro, come on. Now number two, this was I think the biggest curveball to me. This was this was a weird one. Puerto Vallarta, Mexico. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to be honest, Mike. I didn't know much about Puerto Vallarta at all until I looked it up because of this. Like, so true. No, no idea. No, but here's a fun, here's a fun fact about it, Mike. A lot of the jungle scenes of the movie Predator were filmed in Puerto Vallarta. Yes. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. So, and, and I don't know how much this tempts our listeners. But it's cited as Latin America's number one gay beach destination. Ooh. Arkansas, Arizona, Idaho, Montana, Oregon, South Dakota, Washington. Some weird places for Puerto Vallarta that they were just like. <laughs> so random. That's it. That's where we're going, guys. I can just see the people in South Dakota being like, you know what? We're going to hit that beach up. We're going to act like we're in the movie Predator. It's going to be amazing. I can't wait. <laughs> now, number one. Can you guess the international location, Mike? Number one. Hmm. Hmm. Think classic. Think classic Spring classic. Break International. I don't know. Maybe Puerto Rico? That would be my guess. I don't know. Puerto Rico was on there. Now, technically, would we say that's domestic since they are... Ah, uh, yeah. Since true, they are true, territory. True. It was there, but it only got one state anyways with Puerto Rico. Cancun. Cancun. Yeah. Cancun. Yeah. 16 states. Jeez. Wow. 16 states wanting Cancun. Such a rager. I didn't know it's back, man. Nope. I thought Cancun was like done. Yeah, I thought that was over in 2005 or something. Yeah. They, it is not. It is back. People want to live <laughs> it up in Cancun. Yes! Like, I mean, can you imagine all the people? Like, uh, North Dakota has it as their list. That's their number mm. one. In North- Wisconsin. Sweet. Uh, Wyoming. Ohio. Kansas. Kentucky. Illinois. Iowa. They're all Cancuning, man. Cancun. Yeah. Yeah, I just apparently that's the place, you know. You forget, you forget about war. 
You forget about pandemics. You're like, we're going to Cancun for Rager. That's right. Yeah. Yes. So, Mike, if uh, I, I think you know what's coming next. Live show. Live show in Cancun. Cancun. Yes. Yes. I'm so Let's excited. Do it. Oh, do it. man. We're going to be on the beach. We're going to be playing Oasis Wonderwall <laughs> to start the show. Oh, Mike. Now we know the answer to the most important international question facing the world. Where are you going for spring break? Mm. Are you ready to fire the show up? Let's do it. Let's fire. All three engines up and burning. Two, one, zero, and liftoff. Mike, we've got a great show. We have a fantastic guest. Her name, Peach Face better known as Allison Ramirez uh, from the great city of Baltimore, worked with one of our mm. past guests already this uh, year, Modern Nomad. She's just uh, she's tearing up the game. Um, she's got a fantastic song out there, Millions of Streams. It's called uh, Grilled Cheese. Word. Mm. Grilled Cheese. I'm going to get to the bottom of the meaning of grilled cheese. We'll find mm. out what it is. Uh by the way, Mike, with the the view I now have of you, I I gotta say your sound killing technology behind you just makes it look like you're in a sanitarium. <laughs> it really we're working on it. It really like it just looks like you're safe for bouncing off the walls. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't worry about it. I can I can yeah, jump around in room. here. <laughs> yeah, I can jump around in here. Nobody's gonna get hurt. Uh, <laughs> But before we get to Allison Ramirez, Peach Face, we got to start where we start. Birthday suit. That's true. Happy birthday, Mr. President. Mike, um, let's see. We definitely can get one today. You can definitely get one. Uh, the I'll take it. I, I, I think it could be a possible three for three. Wait, what? I, I might be <laughs> okay. overestimating you on we'll one see. of them. So we'll see. Here we go. Born on March 2nd, 1982 in Lima, Ohio. Our birthday suit wearer loved sports growing up. He was a captain of the basketball team and baseball team in high school. He played football in high school but didn't play quarterback until his senior year. Despite not playing until his senior year as quarterback, he received attention from various schools, and he decided to go to the uh, go to Miami of Ohio to play quarterback. Hmm. When he left Mo Miami of Ohio in 2003, he had almost every record in their books: most pass completions, most passing yards, most passing touchdowns, most total offense, highest completion percentage—you name it. He had it. Jeez. He was drafted number 11 by the Pittsburgh Steelers in 2004. He ended up having 18 great seasons with the Pittsburgh Steelers, winning Offensive Rookie of the Year, two-time passing yards leader, six-time Pro Bowler, most 500-yard games, most completions in a game, and two-time Super Bowl champion. He just retired this offseason Name that birthday suit wear. That's not Tom Brady, is it? No, it's not. No, it's not Tom Brady. Come on, what am I talking about? Yeah. Didn't his name start with a, the last name start with an R? It did. It did. Uh, ah, Rosenberger or something. Co ah. Do you remember the first name? Like Brent or Brett? No. Thank me. No, was, 
Ben Rose. Big Ben. Ben Roethlisberger. Roethlisberger. That, that's what it is. That's, that's it. it is. Roethlisberger. You were close <laughs> enough. I was you, getting there. You had burger and you had R, so I will count that. Our, yeah, complicated R name. You know what? I think kind that I, I just thought of, I mean, they should call him R Burger. Why didn't they call him mm -hmm. R Burger? That's good. I don't know. That's the, uh, they, they should have... They should have a burger place in Pittsburgh that serves the R burger. Nope. Like, yeah. You know, I mean, I'm sure there's a Big Ben burger somewhere, but like, I just oh, feel yeah. like R burger works better. I like R burger better. Worms. Even Rothless burgers are. <laughs> That's too <laughs> hard. Nice, Let's be honest. People, yeah, people you know, wouldn't order it just because they're like, I don't know how to say that. I'm not going to. Yeah. Rothless burger. I don't know. What is <laughs> yeah. that? Who knows? It's our tough. Bur our burgers, maybe. That's I mean, I tripped on I it know. to say announcing it in the first place. But he had 18 yeah. seasons. 18 seasons, one place. That's pretty impressive. Got to yeah, give it up, Big him. Ben. He had some uh, had some off the field issues throughout there. There were some uh, words. There were some dicey uh, issues. Uh, a motorcycle incident. Some mm. sexual assault allegations. Ooh. There were some things. So true. He made his way through it though. He, uh, uh, me and my brother always comment though. One thing we notice, his his helmet seemed to get smaller every single Wait, year. What? Like I don't know if it was <laughs> his head got bigger or what, but like finally his his final year, he could like barely shove his head into that helmet. Like it looked like a little tea cap on the top of his just giant dome. I don't, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if they were. It was like one of those long-going jokes that they just kept on giving him a smaller helmet. And like, <laughs> let's see if he ever notices. And for like 15 seasons, he was just like, "This is tough," and just jammed it in there. I don't know. Anyways, Mike, big one. 40, uh, 40 years old. Ben's 40. turning 40. Yep. Nice to retire with millions of dollars at 40 years old. It's not bad. Yeah, not bad at all. It's a pretty good life. Pretty solid mm -hmm. life for Big Ben. Big Ben, uh, happy birthday. Um, do whatever you're going to do in retirement. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. You want to come on to the Doc G Show? We'll, we'll have you on. We'll do it. Sports section. You know, we'll talk <laughs> geopolitics with you. Don't worry. Huh? Because that's, that, that's what we're about. Um, Mike, are you ready to rip some headlines? Yeah, what's happening in Florida? It's now time for Rip from the Headlines. Oh, well, first, we're not going Florida, Mike. We're going Iran. Jeez. Oh. Yeah. But don't worry. This is about weird bad decisions. Hmm. Uh, I, I don't know how we'd classify this bad decision, but we all make them, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, we make bad decisions. I make a lot of bad I've made some bad decisions. That's a fact. This fella mm -hmm. in Iran, he made a bad decision this past month. And <laughs> I'm really not sure why he made it, actually. Mm. So an unidentified man came into the hospital complaining of a burning sensation when urinating and having a weaker stream. Jeez. Which, mm. I mean, to be honest, Mike, that could, that could be a lot of bad things, you know? Yeah. It could be a lot oh, of bad things. Sure. But doctors did some x-rays and they determined... It was something that I bet no listeners were thinking about. 
It was a double A battery shoved up his urethra. What? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. No. Do no. So doctors were able to remove it, <laughs> but later the man apparently had to have surgery because there was damage in the urethra uh. from the chemicals in the battery. Blam. Oh, man. They got out? Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Not good. Now, apparently this uh, was such a wild story, the doctors had to publish it in the Medical journey, Journal of Urology Case Reports. Um, yeah. Which I'm sure all of you get on the daily. That's a fact. In this report, they said the man didn't give a reason why he put the battery there, but they went on in the report to throw out a couple of suggestions. Word. They said uh, <laughs> there are several reasons for inserting a foreign battery into the penis, including psychiatric illness, autoeroticism, mm -hmm. intoxication, mm -hmm. and perceived contraception. Ooh, I don't know. Yeah, I can see the last one. Huh? <laughs> I mean, I, I'll, I'll, I'll agree with them, Mike. Those are several reasons. None of them are good reasons, nope. but those are reasons. Uh, also, th this may be me. Uh, maybe I'm just the one with insufficient equipment, Mike, but what kind of Grand Canyon of a urethra does this dude have <laughs> that he's jamming batteries up there? Like, Girl, come on. I don't know. I, AAA? I mean, uh, on my <laughs> no, side, I've checked. Double A's not coming that way. There's <laughs> no, no, triple uh, A, no, <laughs> no. Sec second, maybe like a small watch battery. Yeah, exactly. Battle. Get a little. <laughs> eh, there we go. Like, one of those ones that you gotta get a, you gotta get a pair of ply uh, t uh, uh, tweezers yeah. out. There we go. All right, that's it. Uh, second thing, how do you, how did this dude react? Like, when the doctors came back with the x-rays and were like, oh, you know what the problem is? You got a, you got a battery in your wiener. Battery. Like. Yeah, it's right here. Yeah, it's like, how? What? What is he? Oh, yeah. Forgot. Oh, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Like, I mean, because you think, wouldn't you just come in if you were this dude and just like, I would nip it in the bud right when I got there and was like, hey, I'm dumb. I shoved a battery up there. Like, word. <laughs> but this dude was like, I'm going to let them find it out for themselves. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. I, I don't know. Just seems a little ridiculous. But, anyways, yeah. good news, Mike. He's all right. He seems to be, he good. seems to be fine. Everything's okay. Uh, Mike, for the next story, I've got a job for any dog owner out there. Sweet. And I'm pretty sure they don't want it. Nope. Pretty sure this is a job that's out there for them. But if I was a dog owner, I wouldn't want it. Nope. Uh, okay. The British dog food company Omni. Omni is uh, offering over $6,000 for two months of work. Hmm. So they're seeking a dedicated dog owner who will sniff their dog's poop to test the effect of a plant-based diet on the dog's digestion, stool odor, and general health. Mm. 
Wait, what? Yeah. Yeah. Omni co-founder uh, Shiv Sivakumar said uh, customers have reported improved digestion, uh, better energy levels, uh, and general and better general health after switching to a plant-based food. Hmm. Then she went on to say, not that. only that, we're getting feedback that their dog's stools have improved in terms of color... <laughs> Consistency and smell. Word. Hmm. So I'm I'm gonna step in, know. Mike, and say, um, what kind of sick freak wants to do this? Like, <laughs> and then on top of that, are we really gonna believe this sick freak when they come back with their sick freak report on their dog food poo smell that we're like, I'm not going to. I got I'm it. I'm not going to. They say it's better. Obviously, they've been smelling poo for two months. Like that. that no. No. Ew. Second, I like how the the owner of Omni said, we're getting feedback that the dog stool has improved in terms of color. Hmm. It's never the right color. It, yeah. I mean, there's worse colors. It's crap. Like, I'm pretty sure they're yeah. all bad. There are no magical magenta <laughs> coming out that they're like, oh. <laughs> eh? It's clear. It's beautiful. <laughs> that's really nice. <laughs> Gotta put that on an art tray. Like, that's just weird. Huh? And lastly, I thought about this, Mike. Uh, this company, they shouldn't do anything for a dog. Like, you know, like, dogs are omnivores. They'll eat anything. They can't yeah. eat anything. They're meant to eat anything. They're more disposals than humans. Like, mm -hmm. if Omni really wants to impress people, have a person eat their dog food and report their own <laughs> Let's see <laughs> if it improves that. Yeah! Because if it does that, I'll be impressed. I'll be very yeah. impressed. Um, I would take $3,000 a month for that. I, You know, I mean, you're going to have to do it anyways. It's like you can't run away from it, you know? Wait, what? Hey, but Doc G, question for you. Isn't it, like, sort of bad for your, I mean, especially if you're a dog, but isn't it bad for your, like, bone health and your muscle health to just eat plant-based food? I mean, didn't a quarterback get injured after he switched to a plant-based diet? Well, I'm not. Like, so that was, uh, I, I think you're referring to Cam Newton. Um, yeah, Cam Newton. But... I, I mean, I'm sort of with you. I'm not an expert enough on canine health, but that's immediately mm. what I thought because canines <laughs> yeah. in the past have been somewhat more predators. They are omnivores. They will eat anything. But at the same time, like you look at, you know, their their lineage, the wolves are are definitely predators that rely mainly on meat. So like, so true. you know, I was like, is that the best thing for a dog? Nah. I don't know. Seemed a little ridiculous to me, um, Mike. Let's do let's do one last story uh, before break here. Uh, <laughs> I I don't know which one I want to go for. Which which one do you want to go? Do you want to go the Florida story? Do you want to go uh, Kent Washington story? Or do you want to go the CNN story? I'm gonna go with Kent. Kent Washington. Nice. That was the first one on the list anyways, you know? So, cool. Uh, cool. This is a bit of a head-scratcher. And luckily, it didn't turn out <laughs> nearly as bad as it could have been. So, in Kent Washington, a severely disabled woman was reported missing on Valentine's Day. 
An investigation revealed the, the woman was last seen on February 5th. Her mom parked her car at a gas station in Kent and walked off, leaving her daughter in the car. Hmm. At the request of the gas station, the car was privately towed by Skyway Towing. Hmm. Now, Mike, I will say... I didn't get a timeline on how long it took before the gas station uh, called the tow company. Because, like, you know, five minutes, gas station. Uh, but if it was, like, two hours, okay, what the mom doing? So true. You know, like, yeah. I, I would like to know a little bit more why the mom left the car and then how long it took the, 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 uh, the gas station to call the towing service. I didn't get those answers. Nope. Maybe on a follow-up. So, the tow truck comes to the gas station, and the manager of the towing company said, the gas station workers knocked on the car to make sure nobody was in it. My driver had done the same. We thought we were in the clear, said Bon Pausa, the manager. Hmm. Now, I'm going to stop the story again right there, Mike, and say, that's good, I guess, that they both checked. Mm -hmm. But... Were both of these employees blind? Like, <laughs> why, why do they have to knock? Why couldn't they just be like, yeah, it looks like there's a person in this car. <laughs> like, I did this car have no windows? Because that's not a safe situation either. Nope. But regardless, they towed the truck. The girl was still in there being a disabled woman, not being able to sort of you know, get out of the car herself or call for help. So the car sat in the tow yard for nine days with this lady in it. Oh, my gosh. And the police went to the tow yard and were like, there's the car. There's the woman. Whoops. And they took they took the uh, woman to the hospital. She's in serious condition but expected to, to be okay. Um, well, that's good. Yeah. But then, this is the probably my, the best part of the whole story. So, are you ready for the end statement of the article? This is hmm. literally how Channel <laughs> 7 News ended the article. They ended it with a comment from Bon Palza, the manager. He said, quote, <laughs> You find them alive, you're a whole lot happier than if you find a dead body. So, we're pretty excited by it. Wait, what? <laughs> what? What? Bon, how about you don't tow cars with effing live people in them, you ridiculous turd? That's a fact. <laughs> what the f is that, Mike? Oh, yeah. No, no, no. She's alive. That's good. So, good, <laughs> good for us. Good for us. Oh, ridiculous, Mike. Ridiculous. Anyways. Not good. Let's, good. let's take a break, Mike. We are going to be right back after we hear from our guest of honor. This is Peach Face with her very, very popular song, Grilled Cheese.
Sing to me so sweet, soft in your voice Don't wake the neighbors You heard the secrets hiding underneath Where I keep my baby teeth Written on paper You got me sleeping in my makeup Ruining your pillowcases Never wanna wake up Too lazy to tie my laces I've been hiding lollipops Inside my fanny pack I've been getting lonely Take me back to my cul-de-sac Something that you'll never find Oh, baby knows that I'll take my sweet time I always go alone Monday Fell in love with a grilled cheese Oh, would you bring it to me, pretty please? It's not the same at home you got me sleeping in my makeup Ruining your pillowcases Never wanna wake up Too lazy to tie my laces I've been hiding lollipops Inside my fanny pack I've been getting lonely Take me back to my college You got me sleeping in my makeup Ruining your pillowcases Never wanna wake up Too lazy to tie my laces I've been hiding lollipops Inside my fanny pack I've been getting lonely Take me back to my cul-de-sac On the Doc G Show, Spinnaker Radio, WSKRLP 95.5 FM in Jacksonville, Florida. Listeners, if you haven't done so, 
subscribe to the podcast. Say what? Yeah. Very nice. It's uh, It will do yourself so much of a favor. Word. It's almost as good as going to Cancun. Mm-hmm. Almost. You know yeah. what? It's better than right going there. to Cancun. Better. Mm-hmm. Better. Yeah. It's uh again, it it will you, no 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 fee. There's no payment no associated with it. Spring break whenever you want it. Yeah, exactly. On demand. You, you're having a bad day at work, <laughs> plug those headphones in, you're on spring break. Yes! Somebody comes up to you, hey, mm-hmm. hey Frank, I need this from you. Oh, oh. spring break. I'm sorry. Sorry. I can't help you. I can't help you. Can't help you. I'm listening (laughs) to Ben and Mike ramble about pointless. (laughs) Okay? That's very important. It's very important. And Mike, speaking of important, we need to thank the regulars here. I got the list of regulars. Here we go. Shout out. Shout out to Jacksonville, Florida, Columbia, South Carolina, Gainesville, Florida, Radford, Virginia, Genoa, Italy, Barcelona, Spain, Ashburn, Virginia, Boardman, Oregon, Peoria, Illinois, Katy, Texas, Dublin, Ireland, Piracai, Brazil, San Diego, California, Richardson, Texas, Frankfurt, uh, Germany, Moscow, Russia, Oak, Anoka, Minnesota, and Winfield, West Virginia. Yes. Nice. Yes. And now, Mike, I don't know if this is acceptable. I have not banned moscow from listening yet nope so they're not not right now it's acceptable so uh i don't know if i'll get if i get word from the government or anything i'll 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 step in but for now they're still regular listeners so you know yeah what are you gonna do Semi-regulars. Here we go. Shout out. Glasgow, Scotland. Seoul, South Korea. New Orleans, Louisiana. Boulder, Colorado. Redditch, United Kingdom. Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Los Angeles, California. Charlotte, North Carolina. Fitchburg, Massachusetts. Wellington, New Zealand. Vahari, Pakistan. Kissimmee, Florida. Athens, Greece. Toms River, New Jersey. Shout Shout out. out. Nice. Yeah. Toms River. They're headed for a, a regular spot, Tom's River. Oh yeah, okay. They've been, okay, they've been getting it. They've been getting it. Tom's River is getting up there. I'm proud of them. They're working hard. They're working mm-hmm. hard for that regular spot. Redditch uh, and uh, Glasgow, they got a lot of work to do. I think they were just listening because of uh, Stone Broken from the United Kingdom last week. So true. They got a lot. I've got I've got yeah. something for them, Mike, in this next segment. Previously on the Doc G Show. Oh, there we go. Previously on the Doc G Show. Follow up. Mike, we didn't have any points last week that I actually came out and told you we need to look that up. But there were a couple of things that I went back and I was like, I need to check that out. I need to to check that out. So, So if you remember last week, we were looking at Toby Carvery's food mm-hmm. yeah. and I mentioned how it seems there's a bread gravy boat in every picture mm. yeah the little yeah the little mug bread mug. I pointed out a classic English dish and had no idea girl come on I feel I feel like such a sod or wazik those are English things Mike oh I do like wazik that's that's like apparently an idiot I like wazik oh, okay. that sounds that. sounds good I like it Anyways, that's not the point. Those are just sayings <laughs> that I looked up to talk about this for. Uh, the dish is Yorkshire pudding. Ah, Yorkshire pudding. That's what that yes. looks like. Yes. Hmm. 
And apparently it is exactly what I thought. All it is is bread with gravy. Like, mm. you basically take a pudding, you cook it, so it's just, you know, uh, a, a, a bready dish, and then it absorbs the gravy. And apparently it was first mentioned in 1737. Jeez. Hmm. There was a recipe for dripping pudding published by Sir Alexander William uh, George Cassie's book, The Whole Duty of a Woman. Wait, what? Which... Mm. Gonna be honest, sounds about on par for 1737, but, uh, you know, you know, but, uh, yeah, you can do all kinds of things with Yorkshire pudding, but apparently it's just sort of like a bread gravy boat, and I'm all for it. Yeah, it looks amazing. I'm all (laughs) for it. It looks great. And you can put sausage in it, and that becomes, uh, their, their toad, uh, what is it, toad something? Uh, I forget the name of it. I'm gonna look that up, but it's, it's toad something. Toad okay. in a, not toad in a blanket. It's like toad in. Oh, come on. <laughs> ah, there's, there's some other name. I gotta look that up. Um, Mike, the second thing I wanted to follow up on was you referenced Maple Jordan when we were talking mm, about yeah. Anthony Wiggins. Now, Andrew Wiggins. <laughs> Andrew Anthony. Sorry, Who's sorry, that? No, no, completely <laughs> correct. Correct me on that. Who's Andrew? Anyways, Girl, come on. I took a look into Maple Jordan. And apparently, until last year, Steve Kerr didn't know that that was a nickname. Oh, wow. Apparently, a reporter asked Steve Kerr how he felt about the nickname, and Steve looked up and said, I'm sorry? that That's a thing? <laughs> huh? That was his response, was, that's a thing. Uh, and then, I like, because Steve, I don't know if you ever watched some Steve Kerr uh, interviews, He's a pretty funny guy, that Steve. Yeah, he is. He's hilarious. Uh, In the same conversation, the reporter then asked Steve Kerr if he had a funny Drake story, since Drake is, you know, from Canada. Mm -hmm. And Steve Kerr said, oh, you just reminded me there's a Canadian I don't like. Okay. (laughs) That was... And then he said, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I was like, I don't think you are, Steve. I don't think you like Drake. And that's okay. He'll get in his feelings and he'll unfollow you just like <laughs> he unfollowed Rihanna and ASAP. So um, true. Mike, we need to bring back something we haven't done in a while on the show. This mm. is, I think the last time I did this was like two years ago. And this okay. is quote of the week. Quote of the week. I love it. Yeah. Because everybody I'm loves excited. quotes, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a huge yeah. fan. Yeah, now, uh, we had the segment before, but I've changed it a little bit. I've updated it. So, uh, I've decided I'm going to pick a theme each week, have three quotes of that theme, and then you're going to choose your favorite. And that will be the quote of the week. A little head-to-head action. Yeah. And in this case, it's it's three heads. Hmm. So, we're going three quotes... And we're nice. going to choose our favorite. The theme this week, peace. peace. That's what we're looking. Peace. Love it. Peace quotes. So the first one, a man of many words. I don't know if you've ever read any of his stuff, Mike. If you haven't, you need to get into it. Ralph Waldo Emerson. You ever hit up any Ralph? No, I don't think so. Girl, come on. Get into some Ralph. He's a, an amazing wordsmith. He, okay. he has, I mean, I wouldn't put him up there as high as Mark Twain, but he's close. Okay. He's close. 
He's a little bit more flowery with his with his sayings. But here we go. Hmm. Quote, for every minute you remain angry, you give up 60 seconds of peace of mind. End quote. Mm. I like how he switched it. You know, yeah. he could have just had a minute there. He said 60 seconds made it a little yeah. bit better. You know? And it's a yeah. think piece. You're yeah, angry. You're not happy. It's good. I like it. I like it. Here we mm-hmm. go. That's the first one. That's quote one. Quote two. Smart guy. Albert Einstein. Albert Einstein. Quote on peace. Here we go. Quote, peace cannot be kept by force. It can only be achieved by understanding. Mm. In quote. Mm. From within. Yeah. Also, also a very good quote. Also a very good yeah. quote. Last one. Eleanor Roosevelt. Go. Eleanor Roosevelt. Quote, it isn't enough to talk about peace. One must believe in it. And it isn't mm. enough to believe in it. One must work at it. End quote. Yeah. There we go. Three quotes, Mike. Three peace quotes. Which one is which one's winning? Ralph Waldo that- Emerson, Albert Einstein, Eleanor Roosevelt. Emerson for sure. I liked his. Roosevelt kind of said what Einstein said, just longer winded. Einstein had a nice quote, but Emerson got you thinking. Yeah. Well, yeah. you realize it's it's a balance, you know? Yeah. It's a it's a balance. You're angry, you're wasting peace. Yeah. You know? Yeah. For every minute you remain angry, you give up 60 seconds of peace of mind. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. That's a good yeah. one. Uh, okay, that's it, guys. That's it. Uh, I'm going to find a way. I'm not good with, uh, with websites, but I'm going to find a way to put that on our website for this week. I'm pretty pretty horrible at working our website, Mike. I need a <laughs> uh, I need a website tech. I don't know if those okay. exist, and I don't have money to pay one. But mm. nope, I need one. So if anybody's out there looking to work for free on the internet, hit us up. <laughs> hit us up, uh, Mike. I've got uh, let's see. I've got two stories we can fit in. Uh, CNN or Florida. What do you want to hear first? Florida, got to hear some okay. Florida stories. Okay. This is a little local news from Mims, Florida. Mims. Where is this? I don't know. Never heard of this. Mims? Yeah, I hadn't really heard of it either. It's. I know you've heard of Titusville, though. Oh, yeah. It's part of Titusville. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, I was looking up <laughs> Mims, and apparently they've got a big old water tower that says, Welcome to Mims, the friendly town. Word. Hmm. I don't buy it. No, no. And I got to say, the guy in our next story, it doesn't seem like he's up to friendly actions. He's (laughs) not up to friendly. Darren Durant, I don't think he's related to to Kevin. Nope. Uh, Darren Durant was videoed in True Value. Been to True Value recently? I don't think I've ever been to a True Value. I think maybe like once it was one of those random days that like it was like a holiday or something and everything else was closed and for some reason a true value was in front of me and I was like, all right, I guess I'll give this a shot. What is you know? that exactly? Is it the generic Walmart food store? Well, well, it's it's like it's like a hardware store, I do believe. Oh, yeah, true value. Never mind, never mind. Never mind. Yeah, yeah, it's like a hardware store, so it's sort of like an ace sort of deal, okay. you know? I got gotcha. you. Um, but... <laughs> Uh, Darren Durant was videoed in True Value at the beginning of the month stealing items from True Uh Value. 
Uh, employees noticed that two items were missing off the shelf, and that's when they went back to uh, security footage and found evidence of daring still in them. Now, hmm. what are the items, you ask? The items were two crossbows. Wait, what? Two crossbows. Hmm. And... Just like a former uh, a former story we had this year, Mike, he shoved them down his pants. Mm. Word. How do you <laughs> shove crossbows down your pants? Sweat and pants. I don't know if this is just me. I mean, since we just sort of went through what true value sells, but they have crossbows. Yeah, I don't. Doesn't make any sense. Hardware store. Why? Why are there crossbows in a true va <laughs> I get a hammer and a saw and, of course, a crossbow in case, huh? you know, I have any archers across the <laughs> moat trying to shoot me. Like, what is that? And then I like how uh, Sheriff Ivy, Sheriff Wayne Ivy, who is the uh, sheriff for Mims, said, quote, just when you think you've seen it all, this guy takes carrying a concealed weapon to a whole new level. As he proves to us all, you can actually stuff a crossbow down the front of your pants. Hmm. <laughs> I, I don't know, Mike. I don't know if anybody was asking to have that proven to them. I don't, hmm. I don't believe it. Oh, you can do it. You can, like... <laughs> Who was asking for that to be proven, Mike? Um, <laughs> Mike, last thing we've got here. We've got a story out of CNN. Hmm. This is uh, this is just a quick story here. Almost one-third of parents believe CBD and marijuana are the same thing. Hmm. Almost one-third of parents. Which, I got to say, on the scale of worrying misconceptions... This one's pretty low for me. So true. I mean, you know, if this were the only thing, the only incorrect thing that people believed, I'd be fine with this one. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. But we have people that believe the world is flat, that QAnon is real, yep. that people can travel time and then report back their results on TikTok, that... <laughs> That LeBron James was a better player than Michael Jordan. Oh, I mean, come on. one of these things may be less significant than the others. But the point mm -hmm. is, there's a lot of crazy that people believe. I'm yeah. not too worried about CBD. It's, no. People will get around to it, you know? Mm -hmm. You know? I'm not too worried sure. about it. For sure. Mike, we need to take a break. We are going to be right back with none other than Peach Face right here on the Doc G Show. This Rock Montana. This Mucho Yellow. And this Rockin' Yellow. And you're listening to Doc G Show from 803 to 904. The best show on the radio. You dig? This is 95.5 Spinnaker Radio. WSKRLPFM, UNF Jacksonville.
Welcome back to the show, everybody. Today we are super excited to have a very talented and fantastic singer, Miss Allison Ramirez, better known as Peach Face, who has two new singles out right now, actually, Midnight Lover and Delusional. Welcome to the show, Allison. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so I want to I jump right in and say I feel like I have a little bit of a connection with your stage name, Peach Face. Uh, and folks, folks uh, that know me may... They probably heard me tell this story before, but back in my undergrad, I was taking Spanish, and I had this really jazzed up Argentinian professor, had a whole lot of, whole lot of energy, and uh, we were talking favorite fruits one day, and he asked me what my favorite fruit was, and I was like, mm. uh, "Como dice peaches?" And he was like, "Melocotones." And he got so excited about peaches. And then from then on, the rest of the semester, he'd like see me across campus and he'd just be like, Melicatones. And somebody'd be like, Did he just call you peaches? Why did he call you peaches? And I'm like, Sweet. We have a connection, me and that guy. I'm, I'm peaches. Don't worry. That's my name. So, you know, we, we shared a name for a little bit, even though mine was. In it for Spanish reasons, I hear your friend Isaiah had something to do with your nickname, your stage name. Yes, when I was in high school, um, my my best friend Isaiah and I had been joking around. I think at one point he called me a butt face. This was all over text message. He called me a butt face for um, probably valid reasons, and. Um, I I sent back the peach emoji um, because it's a butt. Everyone knows the peach emoji is a butt, and uh, and from then on he started calling me Peach Face, and it stuck. It was his nickname for me throughout high school, and when I started making music, uh, I started putting it out on on SoundCloud first, just some demos of stuff that I was making alone in my room on GarageBand, trying to put it out. Yeah, and I wanted to come up with a name. Because I, I wasn't super comfortable just like putting my music out under my own name. I didn't really want anyone to know who I was or really look at me. So um, the only nickname I had at the time was Peachface. So I think, I think it just kind of stuck. It it definitely works. I, I really I I like it as a nickname. And I was gonna ask about that as far as because I heard you say that before as far as using it when you started on SoundCloud, and I was wondering if you were nervous or reticent about just having other what was it the fact of just like oh maybe people will hate my music or like or make fun of it or what was it um i think i'm just i think i'm more of a behind the scenes kind of person i think you know as, as much as now i'm out in the open you know playing shows and festivals and 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 doing things i i really feel like I'm more of an introverted behind the scenes person. So I, I just think I didn't want to put all of myself out there quite yet. Yeah. Um, and so I did the same thing when I, when I released grilled cheese and put that on Spotify. Um, I didn't put my face attached to it anywhere. I just kind of put it out. I didn't even really tell anyone about it. And um, uh, Spotify found it and decided that they wanted to show everyone. <laughs> and so to everyone's Discover Weeklies. Um, and it got put on like everyone's new playlist. Yeah. And, and I was really confused. 
and and um and was like well i guess uh i guess people are gonna see me who i am now <laughs> yeah so. yeah well i has uh isaiah let you know that when you get to like that taylor swift level he's gonna need like some kind of royalties for peach face <laughs> absolutely <laughs> oh yes he has and rightfully so there was there was a time i think um I think we were out and, and uh, people, uh, wherever we were, only knew me as Peach Face. They didn't know my actual name. Um, and and he came up to me and he was like, it's so weird hearing people call you Peach Face because that's what I call you. So hearing everyone else like call you by this nickname that like, you know, only we had for such a, a long amount of time is this kind of interesting well i I think it works even better as a stage name because then everybody's in on the i mean they're not in on it but they're sort of in on it you know they're not they're not on the the origins or the that level but it's still it's still that like i always think that makes for a good nickname when it's that reason nobody thinks you know it's just like the the random thing that happened that people are like oh that was cool I didn't know that. That that, that was a curveball I wasn't looking for. Yes! So, folks that aren't familiar, uh, you haven't been in the music industry a ton of time. Um, it, initially, out of high school, I heard you were going to a, a makeup institution in New York. Uh, yes. Leading up to makeup school, how much was music in your life? And did you see it as a career at that time or just a hobby? Music was always my whole life. Um, but I think I was too scared to pursue it as a hobby. Um, it really felt like such a one in a million chance to really do anything with it or make a living off of it. And, um, and I definitely put it on the back burner for a long time. It was, um, you know, it was my dream, but I, you know, out of high school thought that I should maybe start to think of a more realistic career option, um, and uh, and I went ahead and, and I went to makeup school in New York to uh, become a, a freelance makeup artist. Um, but music decided to find me anyways. <laughs> and um, and and once those dreams started coming in, I was like, well, maybe I maybe I should, you know, keep going with this and instead of just putting it on the on the back burner and and keeping it as just a hobby. So yeah. Now it has become more of a more of a full-time thing yeah well i i mean you mentioned it it was your, your sort of your whole life like when did you start playing singing how did you get into it i mean uh my first song i wrote i was in the, the first song i remember writing is in the fifth grade hmm. uh, i had a little song book of all of my songs that i had written um just vocal melodies and, and lyrics, you mm -hmm. know, I didn't know how to play any instruments, but I had a little songbook and I would show all my friends on the playground in school and, and, you know, I would hear all the time, oh, like, we're going to hear you on the radio one day, you should try out for American Idol, you know, when that was popping. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, it's interesting, I, I, I found one of my old first songs for the first time um, a few months back and it was really interesting like looking back on it I was like you know what it's not like it's not bad <laughs> for a fifth grader it's not the worst thing it definitely had a, a bit of early Taylor Swift twang to nice. it I mean I think that's what I was listening to in fifth grade you know but uh, um, but yeah I, I, I've always been writing and um, 
And I think in high school, I started to write a little bit more and and dabble with um, production and um, uh, try and figure out how I can just make my own music because I didn't know how to do any of that. So yeah. messing around on GarageBand on my iPad, that's how I made grilled cheese. So, I mean, so everything that you used as far as production-wise, was that just all sort of self-taught did you do like youtube tutorials or was it literally just like dragging and clicking and trying yeah yeah just a bunch of trial and error wow so i mean it's basically like an instrument that you're using it as yeah nice yeah it, um i i think it was it was really funny once once it started to get attention because of how much i felt like i didn't know what i was doing <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, y'all seem to like it. Oh, for sure, for sure. Well, before I, I get into grilled cheese, I, I did want to ask as far as uh, going to New York. I mean, you were obviously, as you said, you you were doing music while you were there. It, it never really left, but uh, I, I, I'm guessing it had to be a pretty big shock because you grew up in Baltimore, sort of around the area your whole life, and then going to New York. Yeah, I mean they're not super far away from each other, but it is uh, definitely a different world. Um, did you did you feel removed? I mean, how did it feel being in the biggest city in the country? There, lonely. <laughs> it felt really lonely being a uh, freshly eighteen year old. You know, fresh out of high school, um, I moved in with these like late twenty, early. 30 year old guys that I met off Craigslist mm. and um, moved into the middle of Brooklyn by myself. And it was definitely really weird. It was, um, you know, I, I couldn't really do anything. You know, I was 18. I couldn't like go meet people at a bar, you know, or I didn't feel great walking around by myself. It was, it was just kind of something where I, I moved there in the middle of winter, <laughs> you know, it was cold mm. and, um, I didn't really know anyone so it was it was a little lonely and I, I definitely missed Baltimore a lot after moving there I didn't think I would you know everyone always says growing up they're like, oh I I need to get out of this town I'm gonna move away first thing I can that's what everyone says mm -hmm. you know from their hometown um and I did it and then I was like well I think I actually maybe I like it there <laughs> I think yeah. it was nice You'd be amazed how many times I have people on the show and Craigslist makes it what its way into an explanation somehow. <laughs> At least I'm always amazed. I'm like, really? Because every time I forget that actually still exists. And then I'm just like, oh, my God, it came back. And, uh, man, I could only imagine uh, the interesting characters that you moved in with from Craigslist. I'm guessing. They were very nice. Oh, there they we were go. very nice. like, um... Uh, pro skaters. Mm. So it was like um, it's a very chill household that, of lots of skateboards. <laughs> that, it's an interesting dynamic, a chill skating group. Because normally skaters are a pretty <laughs> weird group. I got to be honest. But all right, all right. Well, now when you went back to Baltimore, was there a mindset of like I'm gonna go into music, or were you still just like was it still on the back burner then? until you made grilled cheese and then started seeing sort of numbers and whatnot. Yeah, it was still on the back burner for sure. Um, I moved back mostly because New York is expensive and I 
was 18 with no money. Good reason. And, and I came back as a makeup artist. Um, I started doing freelance gigs um, for music videos, actually. So I still had the music world incorporated mm-hmm. um, with what I was doing. It was so much fun to like see both sides of it um, when I was doing music videos. Uh, but I, I had really no intention of, of doing too much more with music, not like outwardly. Right, right. Well, now, since uh, you've been in Baltimore your essentially your whole life, I've got to ask my normal traditional hometown question. If I'm coming to Baltimore and I ask you where I should eat, what's your go-to of where I should eat? Now, the last Baltimore artist that I had said, uh, Ekibin, the uh, Korean place. So... <laughs> Where do you think? What's what's your go? It doesn't have to be the best place. It doesn't have to be the most. Just whatever you're feeling right now. What do you think you would say? Um, well, Ekiben is fantastic, um, but um, there is a taco truck mm. um, in <laughs> Towson, Maryland, Towson, Baltimore, yeah. Maryland, um, called uh, El Taquito Leon, mm-hmm. and they have really good. Tacos. <laughs> I know it's it's a it's a truck, but uh, it's best best tacos in town. Hey, I I I will travel for tacos. That's a <laughs> it's a bumper sticker, and it, I live by it. Um, <laughs> so I'm, I've got my I've got my taco recommendation now. When uh, you you've mentioned it a couple times as far as as grilled cheese, it is. I mean, it's one of the first singles you you put out there earnestly, like you were saying. It's a certified jam. Uh, it's got three million streams on Spotify alone. Um, so first off, take take us through the process of creating that jam, like because because you know you told us it was it was on GarageBand. Like how long did you actually take it? Did you already have like the idea and then it was just sort of playing around with the parts, or was it one of those slow creations? What what did you do? I started writing that song um when well since i was i was living in in bushwick in in brooklyn Mm -hmm. and um being a a lonely 18 year old i found a uh a grilled cheese bar uh very close to my house and i spent all of my time there i basically lived there uh i i really grasped onto one thing and held on to it when i lived there and um and it was a very cute spot. It's called the Wheelhouse in in Brooklyn. It's still there. Nice. Uh, I go every time I go back to visit New York. And uh, I thought the bartender was really cute. <laughs> I started <laughs> to write a song about going to this grilled cheese bar every Monday and um, getting the same grilled cheese and tomato soup every Monday. Every time they asked if I wanted something different, and I said, nope. I'm going to get the same thing <laughs> and sit here and eat my tomato soup. And, um, and it was really just about like my kind of walks to and from my house to this bar. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and I, I think I, I started making the melody and, and writing the words to it. And, um, I think that was the same time when I had just started to play around with garage band. And so I would come home from the, this little bar and, and sit in my, tiny New York room with no windows 
uh, mattress on the floor and pull out my iPad and just kind of mess around with it and, and recorded my vocals. And I think I was really into like doo-woppy mm-hmm. style music at the time too, which shows. Yeah. Uh, I was listening to a lot of like early 50s, 60s music, 20s, 30s music, um, and even um, this band, Shannon and the Clams. Mm-hmm. Uh, they kind of in- incorporate like a modern yeah uh, in, in a lot of their songs which i was really inspired by nice um and so i i, I guess with with recording the music i again don't really know how to play any instruments so i wanted to stack as many vocals as i could to fill it out and create a, a cool sound with that so adding harmonies and and all of these like vocal background tracks um, was the first thing and uh, messing around with things after that. And then I sent it to a friend of mine, um, my friend uh, Daniel Feldman, who helped me a little bit with it as well. He recorded, um, there's a, a bass vocal in it, mm-hmm. that's him, and um, some guitar as well um, that he threw on. And then I put it out. Nice. I didn't touch it. Was, it was basically a demo track. Yeah. Yeah, did uh, does the grilled cheese restaurant know uh, that you wrote that song because of them? <laughs> yes. Nice. Yes, sorry. Is it um, their soundtrack? I mean, I, I feel like if I own the the restaurant, I just play it every morning. Like, okay, we're starting. Here we go. I think it'd be great. I think the last time I was there, they were saying they're like, if you want to do a music video here, you know. Um, I think that was before I, I did the one that I have out now yeah. for it. With the- but I think traveling to New York for a music video was a little out of my budget at the time. So puppets, what, it wasn't. What, what do you think? You know, you're, you're saying basically it's a demo. You put it out there. It was just like, here we go. Like, what, what would you have thought if someone told you when you when you got ready to post that back in 2018? Like, hey, uh, in a couple of years, it's going to have millions of streams. I thought they were crazy. <laughs> I recorded that on my Apple headphones. I think that's why I think it's so like silly <laughs> um, is because I, I, I'm friends with a lot of musicians, you know, and I feel like I see how much work they put into all of their music um, and how much money they put into all of their music, which I'm getting to now. <laughs> and it's not fun. <laughs> but, um, you know, a part of me feels like that song was like a mistake. Um, it, it wasn't supposed to, you know, I think get the amount of attention that it has, um, you know, so I think it was, it was so interesting that that's, that's what it was, you know, I didn't come back home and decide to put a bunch of money and time <laughs> and I feel like real effort in, into something that I thought would, would be really good. It kind of just like happened very organically well it's, it's funny i i've i've talked to a lot of artists about this and i i talked to it actually the 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 folks that i had on the show last week it's this it's a little bit of a maddening thing i think with artists that like when it's something like this song that you were just sort of i mean you know it was a bit of a craft of love at the time because you were just obsessed with this one little thing that you were doing and it was fun and it didn't seem like any work but people feel that much more than that worked on process, you know, that, but you as the artist having to go through all of that work when it is a song that takes all of that effort, all of that money, all of that recording, you want the appreciation and you're like, what, 
This was this was effort. This was over here. I did this on Apple headphones. Come on. Like I I also think it's a, a testament. It's amazing. Like, I mean, you know, I mean, granted, I'm sure if I get uh engineer on here or something like that and ask him uh, you know, which one of these songs is made on high priced equipment, which one is not, they could tell. But like you listen to that song and you can't tell. I mean, you, you can't tell that it, it was made on that that kind of equipment. So I think, I mean, it's a testament to your noodling around on GarageBand. It's also a testament to just how much equipment has improved over the last two decades or so. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, granted, I'm, I'm still recording in my house, mm. um, but like a microphone this time. <laughs> yeah, that's always an improvement. Uh <laughs> I'm guessing, I mean, it sounds like it, I wrote this question, but it sounds like, you know, you already answered it to a bit, but I'm guessing grilled cheese changed your perception, what was possible in the music industry for yourself. So much, so much so. It's it's so interesting. I kind of, I'm a little worried that it, it might have tarnished it a little too much. Because now I feel like, well, how much money do I really have to put into this? You know, how much work do I really have to put into this if if I can really make something um, as organic as as grilled cheese was, and and you know, people are, are still going to really like it. Because um, again, I I see people put in so much, you know, into into projects. Um, and and pieces of music, um, music videos, and stuff like that, and it all looks amazing, you yeah. know. Um, but uh, that, especially as a solo artist, is not quite something that I have. Yeah, you know. Uh, so it, um, I was worried that it might have made me a little lazy <laughs> because I'm like, well, I can, I don't have to do all that, you know. Yeah, I can just. I can just make it in my room and people are going to like it. But, uh, you know, at the same time, I'm, I'm getting um, I'm getting an idea of the sound that I want, um, which at the end of the day might need a little bit more production value and, and work than what I've been doing. But um, but yeah, it has it has changed my perception on it a lot. Well, you know, I, I again, I was talking to our, our guest last last week about this because he was talking. To, you know, there the, the the band I had on Stone Broken, they're a real sort of you know hard rock band. And in an interview uh, earlier, he had said he really liked Miley Cyrus, and we were talking about how like you know different the sound was. But he was like in the interview, he was like a jam's a jam. Doesn't really matter what you know what what production it is and i mean it's very true like regardless if you make it in your bedroom or you you make it in a million dollar studio with a whole bunch of equipment the song's the thing and if the song is good it doesn't matter if you church it up with a whole bunch of production and all kinds of stuff it's still that great song and i mean that's i think that's what obviously people gravitate towards grilled cheese is it's a good song so regardless of where the production is you still got that. And so, I mean, you know, I, I think that's the main thing that a, a lot of artists are always searching for is where, where's the next good song? Where, where's the next good song coming from? Uh, speaking of good songs, a little bit after Grilled Cheese, I, I think it's about two years after uh, you released Ghost, uh, which features a, a former guest of the show, Mr. Tom McLean, uh, Modern Nomad. 
I got a little bit of the rundown from Tom uh, on how you guys started working together. But how, in your words, how did you get to know uh, Tom and, and start working with him as far as music? I had heard of Tom. I had heard of Modern Nomad, at mm-hmm. least. Um, and there was a day where there was an artist that I guess both of us knew had invited us both to uh, record some vocals. Not Charles? A, um, no. His name was Brooks. I don't mm. think he lives in Baltimore anymore. Mm. He, um, I think he moved to California. Gotcha. Um, I didn't even know him that well. <laughs> he, he reached out to me and, um, and asked if I would, I would come to a studio uh, just to r- record some, some backup vocals for him. Mm-hmm. And Tom was already there. And, um, and I met him that way. And, and we were recording some vocals. After that, I think he gave me a ride home and um, and we just started talking about music and some people that we both knew mm-hmm. uh, decided to make a song together. Nice. Um, didn't, didn't really know where it was going to lead. I think I, I went over um, and he showed me something that he was working on and I just started writing there in the moment with him. Nice. Um, yeah, I had never done anything like that before. It was really interesting writing in the moment with someone because normally I kind of just have all of my lyrics set. Yeah. You know, I have them set and I just need help with someone to produce the rest of it because I don't know how to do that. Yeah. And um, it was it was cool to, to write something from scratch to, to his song. For sure. For sure. Now, uh, do you have the same love of the Beatles as Tom does? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anyone can love the Beatles as much as Tom. <laughs> true. It's true. It's a, it's a, it's a tough love he has. Uh, it's, um, uh, yeah, we, we went down some roads on, on Beatles for sure. But, uh, now you, you assembled a bit of like, uh, I don't know, an, an all-star cast of musicians there from, from Baltimore, uh, you know, Tom uh, and not Charles and John Tyler and John Burkhart. Now, did you originally assemble that performance crew just for the Firefly Festival? Or was that an idea of like, we're going to do multiple shows with this? Uh, originally, it was just for Firefly. I hadn't had a band before them. Um, what was that like, having a band? Well, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> I think um, I think sometimes it's um, a little tricky, you know. I, as a solo artist, seeing the difference between scheduling things for just myself uh, and scheduling things for five different people can be a little tricky. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, with with practices and making sure things work for everyone. 20 different group chats, emailing, you know, 20 times more. Um, it's definitely a little tricky, but I love them so much. They yeah. are such arts. I don't know how I managed to find, like, Baltimore's best musicians and and, and put them into, into um, such a, a talented band. Well, that is, I mean, watching them play, I mean, all of them... You know, I, I don't know a ton about John, both Johns, but, you know, I mean, they all have put so much into music. They're all very talented artists. And I mean, that was the first thing when I watched your canceled show, the back, the, the backstage fire uh, uh, fly festival uh, performance. 
I was just mesmerized by John Tyler's uh, guitar playing. I was just like, good lord. He was just over there just noodling around, just doing amazing things. And I was just like, this guy, effortless, just up and down the neck. Like, I mean, as a person, like you were saying, that really looks at melody and singing, like when you first started watching them play, were you like, good lord, who are these people? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I knew all of them beforehand. I hadn't actually met John Burkhardt, our, our drummer, um, before we started practicing. But John Tyler, I went to School of Rock with um, when we were in high school. Nice. Um, and I met him there. And uh, it was like, man, this guy is so talented. And, and watching what he does with his personal projects, you know, his own music and, you know, his ambition with all of these, you know, he's he's like, curating festivals and, and stuff like that super talented super yeah. talented he actually is so uh busy <laughs> with all of his music stuff that um uh for the next show i have coming up the next few shows i think um i had to find another guitarist mm. which i i, I have a, a, another very talented guitarist friend who who is graciously stepping in but um but yeah john tyler is 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 so good you know he's but he's always he's always doing something i think that's that's very he seems beautiful. he seems very busy regardless yes uh now before the firefly festival that i mean it was obviously a huge deal and i noticed right before you you sprain your ankle one one how did you do that and did the unplanned couple of days before like the big stage give you more time to recover was that extra three days necessary or were you already good um, <laughs> excuse me. Um, so I, this is a very embarrassing story. I <laughs> was at a, um, <laughs> I was at a rave at a skate park, um, at two in the morning. Who hasn't been there? Totally understandable. <laughs> in Baltimore. And they had a moon bounce. Uh oh. And I, might have been a little tipsy in the moon bounce. Oh no! And, uh, and I don't think alcohol and moon bounces mix very well. Never, because I uh, I ended up I fell and oh my gosh it it was swelling up immediately. Mm. I had carried out of this super weird sketchy skate park in the middle of nowhere, and um, and spent the next day in the hospital. It was it was a pretty bad sprain. I was on crutches for a long time. And um, I don't, I don't think the three extra days, or I guess two extra days, helped too much. I think it was about the same. If anything, the rain that came down on Thursday made it worse. Oh, I no. was trying to walk around the festival without my crutches because I didn't want to slip and fall trying to use crutches and, and all of this, you know, festival mud. Yeah. Um, so I was limping around on my sprained ankle mm. in the rain all of Thursday and uh and Saturday came and it was still pretty bad it was still pretty bad um I think I got an, a, an adrenaline rush though once I was on stage I've never seen a stage that big before yeah. just looking at it. so being on it was crazy and I set the crutches down I think after the first song I was like you know what I'm just gonna I'm just going to dance. I'm just going to jump around because that was a big part of my, when our, our practices before we got to Firefly, everyone was telling me, oh, you know, you got to, you got to move. Once you get up there, it's a big stage. You got to move around. You got to fill it up. And as a behind the scenes, more introverted person, that was a kind of terrifying 
realization that I had to fill up this big stage by myself. Yeah. And so I tried to do that without the crutches and it worked. I was told it didn't look like I was hurt when I was up there. Um, but I think it might've made it worse. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that had to be, I mean, obviously it's a huge moment. And like you said, it's a huge stage. Uh, what did it feel like? I mean, you, I, you said the adrenaline rush. Was it, I mean, was it all, all sort of, was it one of those things that all of a sudden you realized it was over and you're just like, whoa, that already happened? Yeah, I think I definitely blacked out <laughs> during all of that. <laughs> Do you know how it many was, people were watching at that stage? A good amount. A good amount. I mean, it was, you know, it was like first act on a Saturday. Mm. So, you know, I, I don't quite know what I was expecting. The audience was more than what I was expecting, at least, you nice. know. Uh, and that was really cool. Yeah. Uh, it was, I think it was so cool at the fact that I, I didn't recognize a single face in the crowd. Um, and it was, it was a nice big crowd, you know, and, and I, I don't think I had ever seen anything like that before. I think I was very used to playing local Baltimore shows where, you know, all my friends come and support, um, and this was a moment where I, I didn't recognize anyone. And I was on a big stage and it was kind of terrifying. You know, it, I I did get, um, I got two flower bouquets that people brought me, which was Very crazy. Nice. Yeah. Sweet. Um, you know, and then hearing people like yell out things like, just like yelling peach face on on out in the crowd i was like this is it was a very surreal moment now did you when you got to do uh grilled cheese did you see anybody i mean were there were there singing along yes yeah oh. for sure there was someone eating a grilled cheese in the crowd actually <laughs> there was a group of guys who were close to the front and they were all yelling and pointing at this one guy who was eating a grilled cheese and you're like where did you get that what is <laughs> yeah. It's impressive. How did you have that on hand? Wow, he's got props, everybody. Uh, well, so now you released Dirt, uh, your EP last year, uh, fantastic EP. And for the EP, I noticed one thing. I'm always, I'm grilled cheese. Speaking of, I'm always keyed in on food. You teamed up with a ice cream store there. And my pronouncer, is it Charmery? Yes. Uh, and now you, you released the Peach Face Peach Iced Tea Cream. Now, uh, to be honest, I I really like peaches, as, as in my previous story showed, but I'm not a huge fan of peach ice cream. Be honest, were you a fan of the ice cream? I was. I was. It was like, um, it had a lot of, like, black tea flavor in it, mm. um, which this, this ice cream store is so cool with with the amount of like effort and thought that goes into every flavor yeah. and you know things that go into it they didn't just want to make like a a peach ice cream they wanted to make it like cool and different at first they wanted to do a grilled cheese ice cream and i was worried that no one would want to eat it um mm. <laughs> they they do some some pretty crazy flavors there so you know i don't think it would have been a surprise to go to the charmery and see a grilled cheese ice cream but um, but we went with the peach tea, and it was it was great. I nice, really nice. I I actually I um I'm almost positive we had a story on the show like I want to say it was like almost a year ago. But there was a I'm I'm almost positive is macaroni and cheese ice cream. I'm almost positive it was. I I'm gonna have to go back and check now, listeners. Spot check me. I'm following up on that, but I'm pretty positive it was a macaroni and cheese ice cream, which I at the time said really. 
know. Yeah, I'd I'd be with you on the the grilled cheese. I'd be like, really? <laughs> Maybe know. something to try. You know, I might go in and like do do one little tiny spoon taste testings of it to see see what it's all about. But I don't think I'd get a whole. Well, that's that's what I said. I was like, I'm not gonna turn it down as ice cream, but I I'm, <laughs> I th I feel like after one taste, I'd be like, yeah, okay, that's enough. That's enough. <laughs> Um, now you've got two singles out that I mentioned at the start of the interview. You got Midnight Lover and Delusional. How do these compare to the songs you've released up to this point? What's, uh, I mean, it sounds like there's a lot more that's gone into this, uh, and a lot more, uh, you know, people involved. How, how have these, you know, you, you said you're working on sort of the sound. How does the sound compare uh, what's what's new with these? Yeah, I I definitely wanted to start to go into a new direction, um, which is always scary as an artist. You know, you're, you're never sure if people are gonna like the new stuff. Yeah. You know, if it, if it's it's kind of a new sound and people are so used to what you have, it definitely doesn't sound like grilled cheese. You know, it's um it's I wanted to make something that people could dance to. That was the main goal of the the new music that I started this year. Um, with some other songs that I'll, I'll be having out later in the year. But it's it's more fun, I think. It's kind of more sultry and smooth. I wanted to try to incorporate a little bit of like R&B and funky bass lines nice. and, um, and, and some fun dance aspects to it. Very nice. Very nice. Well, now, is this part of an album eventually that's that's coming? Yes. Very yeah. nice. It's... Um, yeah, date hasn't been released for the album yet, but I um, I'm super excited about about where it's going. Now, are you going to have? Are you planning on this coming out in vinyl? Yeah, that's um, that's uh, the goal. Um, actually, I think it was the same vinyl company that um, Tom um, McLean has has used in the past. Um, so uh, they reached out to me asking about Dirt, actually mm -hmm. the, the EP that I put out, yeah. and. Um, I don't think I was ready to put dirt out on vinyl. I think I wanted to wait until I had more of like a, a full full debut album. I like so, it. I, I like it. I've got uh, Tom's on the wall with us here in the studio. So his uh, and as soon as as soon as your album comes out, you'll be up on the wall as well for sure. So true. Now you've got your first show of 2022 coming up. Uh, in a little over a week, you're headed up to New Jersey at uh, Asbury Lanes. Uh, I noticed a whole bunch of Doc G guests have played there. Halls Brown and Wild Rivers, a lot of other bands that we've had on the show. You're playing with Idol Wave and Olivia Beck and Nonfiction. Uh, first off, obviously, this has been uh, three months coming into 2022. How excited are you to play your, your first show of 2022? I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I'm a little nervous, you know. <laughs> I don't think I've played really since like Firefly around then, so it's Man. it's been a while. Yeah, yeah. That's that's we, um, that's got to be a little bit daunting. I know whenever I have time off in front of folks, it takes me a little bit. I'm, oh, this is what other people look like. Oh, right, I forgot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's definitely a little nerve wracking. You know, the stage fright never really goes away. But I am super excited. Um, I have not met the other bands, but I, I have met Idol Wave before. I, I played a show with them uh, in Philly, actually, um, a few years back in a, in a cool, cool little basement show. 
Very nice. Um, they're awesome. So I'm excited to play with them again. Yeah, it sounds like a great, great show coming up uh, the 11th. Um, now, one last thing that we need to talk about. I am a cat fan. So true. And uh, every now and then on your Instagram, <laughs> you have a rather rotund cat friend that shows up. I don't, is, okay. I think his name may be Bean at one point in time. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Now, is Bean your cat? Bean is my cat. Um, she's sleeping next to my heater currently. Nice. She, <laughs> I love that you called her rotund. Yeah, she's super fat. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need to, we don't need to shame her. It's fine. Yeah. She's just. Oh, no, not at all. <laughs> I, although there's sometimes where I, I, you know, I'll have a conversation with Bean. You know, we have our little talks and I'm, I'm kind of just going off calling her a little fatty. And then I apologize because I feel bad. For, she, for calling her out to her face. She she looks in some of her pictures like like you caught her in a bad pose. <laughs> like all of a sudden she's like, oh no oh no you did hold on you didn't get my good side hold on just a second like it's just these it's a little bit like she's surprised sometimes like you didn't even warn me come on now like <laughs> she uh That's she, why it's time to catch her is when she's caught off guard like that it's true it's true she's uh she seems like a a good friend she good friend oh she's the best yeah she was my neighbor's cat actually um i got very close with my next door neighbor um during like the height of covid mm -hmm. you know we had nothing to do besides sit on our porch and have conversations with each other so yeah. um, we got very close and uh she had been and she had two little dogs and her roommate also had a cat um a another very rotund cat <laughs> um and uh and her roommate moved out and left his cat with her mm. And she was about to move out into a studio. And she said, well, now I have four animals. <laughs> I have too many animals and I can't bring them all into a studio. None of them are going to be happy. Um, so she asked if I wanted to take Bean, which um, which was very sweet. I, I formed a very beautiful connection with her yeah. before she moved in. And, uh, and now she's um, she's pretty happy. She's got a lot of space. Yeah. No more tiny I was about to say I'd be, I'd be happy if I was being you know moving moving out, moving out of a, a four bedroom apartment of pets to a one that's much that's much better uh, yeah. I, and it's much better than I thought you were gonna be like my my neighbor had a cat and I stole it so here it is. <laughs> <laughs> Bean was stolen, and uh, she now lives with me. So that's you know, it's a it's a much better story too. You were being a, a friend in need there. Um, well, Allison, I want to thank you for coming on the show. I really appreciate talking to you today, and uh, I'm excited, hopefully, to uh, see that album as soon as possible. Yes, thank you so much. This was great. For sure. Well, listeners, you can check out all of her songs on streaming services, including Apple and Spotify. Follow her on Instagram at hey underscore peachface. Right now, let's take a listen to one of the new singles. This is Midnight Lover right here on the Doc G Show. Sweet and sour candy, I feel it running down my spine. 
And we are back here on the Doc G Show. Peach Face. You just heard her. That's a new single. Midnight Lover, Mike. Midnight Lover. Yeah. I mean, I, that's that's pretty risque compared to grilled cheese. And I'm <laughs> I'm a fan of grilled cheese, Mike. Yeah. I, and honestly, before that story, when before I talked to her. I didn't think that store that that song was gonna be about grilled cheese. Nope. Like I thought it was gonna have like some you know indirect, super deep meaning, like that yeah, the yeah. world <laughs> has a creamy center what? and a golden outer crust, and mm-hmm. this is. Huh? And then she was just like, "Yeah, I went to a grilled cheese place," and I was like, mm. "All right, I like grilled cheese. I mean, who doesn't, right?" No. I mean, like, who doesn't? It's it's like my dad says. I'd eat cardboard if it had enough cheese on it. It's true. <laughs> I mean, cheese true. cheese makes everything better. Makes everything mm-hmm. better. And really uh, I'll be honest, Mike. I want to hang out with her cat bean. That's a fact. Cat bean looks like an enjoyable fella. Uh, or well, I shouldn't say fella. Looks like an enjoyable lady. Enjoyable lady. <laughs> it's a fat cat. It's a uh, rotund. Rotund cat. <laughs> and I just love, if listeners go back and look at her uh, Instagram, every picture she has of Bean literally does look like the cat's just like, what? Huh? Oh, come on. You got my bad side. Hold on. Let me, I'm going to pose for it. Like, it just looks like every single one, the cat was caught off guard. And I feel a little bit bad for Bean. <laughs> you know? Didn't get to put its best foot forward or Paul Ford. Uh mm. Anyways, Mike, we have got... Well, before I go on, thanks to Peachface for being on the show once again. Yes! Uh, we appreciate it. And if you are in the uh, New Jersey area, those folks that are in the old uh, uh, Tom's River area, go go see her show. <laughs> That's right. Go, go check out her show there in New Jersey. Yeah. Um, but, Mike, we have two birthday suits left. Do you want to have the football one or the music one first? Let's do the music. Easy. Okay. Okay. I think I think uh, there's going to be two parts that I'm going. I'm planning a singing part of these. So okay. Wham. Get ready. <laughs> uh, right. I you'll you definitely one thousand percent know the songs. I just don't know if you'll be able to nail the person. Anyway, yeah, we'll see. Here we go. We'll see. Born on March 2nd, 1962 in Perth, Amboy, New Jersey. Hmm. New Jersey again. Uh, His mother was a fashion model and a Playboy bunny, which I had no idea. That was a very surprising fact to me. Uh, His dad was a Marine. Our birthday suit wearer grew up loving music. At the age of 13, he started playing guitar and piano in his first band, Ray's. By 1980, he had formed a band called The Rest and was playing bigger gigs. In 1983, he went to WAPP 103.5 and gave them a demo of his song, Runaway. After this demo uh, got out, he formed a band with his last name as the name of the band. In 1984, the band released their album, which was self-titled, and had the single, Runaway. Their second album, 7,800 Degrees Fahrenheit, didn't do so well. But their third album, Slippery When Wet, went bananas. That's right. It had the singles 
You give love a bad name, living on a prayer, and wanted dead or alive. You know those songs, Mike. You know them, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm a cowboy on a steel horse around, and um, I'm wanted, wanted, dead or alive. <sighs> and and then of course the living on a prayer. Yeah. Oh, we're halfway there. Oh, we're living yeah. on a prayer. Yeah. 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 That album went on to sell 28 million copies. Wow. 28 million. Since then, the band has released 12 more albums. Altogether, they sold over 130 million albums. Jeez. They have performed more than 2,700 concerts in 50 countries. They've wow. been inducted into the U.S. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and the U.K. Music Hall of Fame. Our birthday suit wear is also in the Songwriters Hall of Fame. Name that birthday suit wearer. John Bon Jovi. Nicely done, Mike. Well done. We're doing well it. Well done. He's a he's a good looking fella for turning yeah, he is. sixty years old, that guy. Sixty. Okay. Sixty, man. Looking good for sixty. Just uh and he's he's been married to his uh high school sweetheart his whole life. Really? Yeah. They got married in like either like right after high school or in high school. Been married the whole time. Nice. It's wild. Yeah, it's wild. And he's wild. a rock star. And now Richie Sambora, that's another story. The guitarist in that band, he's he's Big had wipes. some <laughs> he's had he's had some pretty ladies by his side. Heather Locklear, uh Pamela Anderson, uh several attractive ladies. Hmm. A lot. No high school sweetheart for Richie Sambora. That did not happen. Oh. I'm pretty sure Richie Sambora and, and Heather Locklear have a kid, I think. I thought they did. Maybe. I don't know. I barely got the band. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, it's not important. We're talking about John Bon Jovi. Uh, I think I'd have to say Wanted Dead or Alive is my favorite Bon Jovi song. Yeah, it's a good song. That's a jam. Either that or Keep the Faith. I didn't bring up Keep the Faith, but that's a jam. That's a... Uh, that's a good workout tune. When that comes out in the gym, I start cranking the iron. You okay. gotta, you gotta start rocking to that one. Okay, here we go. Second or third, third birthday suit. Second football uh, player here. Born in Ua Beach, Hawaii, hmm. March second, nineteen ninety eight. Hold on, just a second. I gotta make sure I didn't write something. I think I was. Uh, I, I think I was just being uh, half asleep when I wrote this. I just want to make sure that I was right. I wrote March 8th. Okay, yeah. I wrote March 8th down because I had that 1998, and I was just like, eh, 8. I uh, wasn't <laughs> thinking. I wanted to make sure that I wasn't celebrating somebody's birthday that wasn't Girl, come on. this Wednesday, you know? I just, totally understand. Anyway. Anyways, March 2nd, 1998, our birthday suit was the oldest of four. He had a strong love of football growing up. He would sleep with a football under his arm all throughout his childhood. 
He was a standout in high school. He was invited to the All-American Bowl in 2016. He was deemed a four-star prospect in 2017, and he was deemed the best prospect coming out of Hawaii. He was offered a scholarship by 17 different schools, but he ended up choosing the University of Alabama. Roll Tide Roll. That's a fact. In his freshman year, he ended up stepping up in a place of Jalen Hurts and winning the national championship game against the University of Georgia. The next year, they lost against Clemson. He ended up foregoing his senior year and declaring for the NFL draft. He was ended up taken by the uh, Miami Dolphins' fifth overall. He's played two seasons with the Miami Dolphins and is their starting quarterback last year recording 2,653 yards. Name that birthday suit wearer. Hmm. No idea. Sorry. Sorry, Doc G. Sorry. You look pretty confident when you were, you were like, nope, nothing. Nah. Nothing. Nah. I, I'm sure this will ring a bell. I'm almost positive. Tua Tagovailoa. <laughs> No, didn't ring no a bell. bell. Didn't even ring Sorry. a bell. Okay, yeah, that's no. right. Sorry, not on. You you checked out apparently somewhere around 2008 when it was football, and you were like, "That's enough." Now, like that's I'm, enough. I follow it. I just, yeah, I guess I don't know the players it's as not well. Enough. Yeah, it's not enough. I am a fan of the Dolphins, though, so I try to, you know. Well, you know, up, Orlando really. doesn't have a team, so you, you you're, you're <laughs> sort of you're split yeah. in between. You're either you're either mm-hmm. going you're going Miami or Jacksonville, and let's be honest, or Tampa. I'm a pretty big fan of uh, the that's Tampa true. Football. I completely yeah. forgot the most recent winners of Super Bowl. That would be a lot. <laughs> that'd be a lot easier than the two sad states of Jacksonville and Miami. So <laughs> yeah. Those guys, yikes, yikes. But I would say <laughs> Miami's in definitely better shape than Jacksonville right now. So Yeah. Girl, come on. And they got Tua. Tua, Tua was a huge deal in college football. I mean, okay. when he was on Alabama, everybody knew Tua. And, you know, it's sort of like uh, Giannis in basketball. Everybody, it was like one of those things for uh, sports commentators to let people know they could actually pronounce his name. They'd be like, Tua Tagovailoa? Yeah, yeah, I know it. Don't worry. I got it. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm up on it. Uh, Tua, though, is turning 24. Just 24. Young mm, buck. Great age. Super young buck. Just live it up, Tua. Yeah. You got millions of dollars. You're living in Miami. Life's good, man. Yeah, Life it really is. is. Is good for you, uh, Mike. Those are our three birthday suit wearers for March second. We had Ben Roethlisberger, John Bon Jovi, Tua Tagovailoa. It's a, apparently a good. I mean, you think about it, it's a pretty good uh, day to be born if you want to be a uh, quarterback. Yeah, I mean, odds are. I mean, just from the data that I have. If you were born on March 2nd, you're going to become a NFL quarterback. So true. That's pretty sure the statistics <laughs> point that way. I'm pretty pretty sure that's how it works. Mike, get excited. I know you're excited. Next week on the show, Yonder Mountain String Band. Nice. Love that band. It's going to be good stuff. It's going to be yeah. good stuff. And as I told you, I'm going to have a story about Half Moon Rising and how I'm a loser in life. So that <laughs> okay. will uh, it'll be it'll be solid. And after that, the next week, we got Pete Muller. Pete Muller, super interesting dude. Artist, uh, musician, analyst, 
uh, Wall Street guy. He's mm. a he's an all around really interesting dude. He also, fun fact, writes crossword puzzles for the New York Times and Washington writes Post. Writes crossword puzzles. Yeah, nice. yeah. That's something I couldn't do. My crossword puzzles. It'd be like four-letter word for poop, and a person would be like, I think that's turd. Yeah, I got it. There we go. Like, it wouldn't be that. I wouldn't have the best clues, let's be honest. But very excited. We've got Yonder Mountain String Band. Some people call them YMSB. They do a little acronym there. I think mm. it, I, I feel like it's almost easier, though, to Yonder Mountain String yeah. Band. You know? Yeah, feel it's like perfect. it's easier. Yeah, it yeah, works. Sounds great. Rolls, rolls. Yeah, it does. But regardless, we got both of them coming on the show in the next two weeks. I can't wait. Until then, listeners, you're going to have to hit up Cancun, listen to some Doc G show while mm -hmm. you're there, enjoy, enjoy the spring break. But until next week, Mike, we are going to have to wrap it up. I've been your host, Doc G. With me, as always, Mikey Maximus the Fernicus Charette. Great times. Pleasure to be here. Thanks for having yes, me, sir. Doc G. Always yes, awesome. sir. Of course. Of course. And until next week, zip it up and zip it out. Zip it a doo-dah. <laughs> <laughs>